And I don't know how to start it, but uh, hey, what's going on? Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> that was the most American way ever. Bonjour. Someone's saying it. <laughs> Reminds me of uh, of uh, Brad Pitt and Inglorious Bastards when he's yeah. pretending to be Italian. Bonjour. <laughs> Which was uh, anti Italian discrimination. Was it? Yeah, it was. But They're then, pretending to be Italian to save the world, though, from Hitler and Nazis. So I, I disagree with that. It still doesn't excuse it. It's still disgusting. Um, as these, much as I'm... All these Fredophobes. <laughs> you know, you know, my aunt speaks Italian fairly well. She's been learning it. She speaks Italian better than I speak French, which is is kind of embarrassing because I've been studying French for longer. But I'm a lazier, so... Yeah, she did. She speaks like she'll speak it in the morning with her instructor and just sounds like an Italian person's right next door. But my French has been getting better, but I still suck at it. Like I do, I go around and I do uh, errands and uh, I try and only speak in French. Like today, I went to the vape shop for the first time. Uh, Ma petite vape. And the vape shop was called, it was in English, it said no smoking. <laughs> As in no smoke, it's vape. <laughs> yeah. And I went in there and I said to the guy in French, I'll, uh, can I take that one right there? And I think he heard it. I, I realized I have an accent because sometimes they'll say things to people and they'll be like, what did you just say? And I'm like, oh, I have a fucking gnarly accent, don't yeah, I? Dude, it was like that and video he started, I sent to you where like basically like, I didn't realize how crazy the French languages were like, one little small inflection and then it can mean something entirely different yeah it's it's a punishing language yeah it's tough to pronounce especially coming from like being an english speaker like uh my aunt's been correcting me constantly on the pronunciation of the i like wine i'll say van van i was saying van but it's more like van i don't know but um I just kept speaking to him in French and he switched up because he said like a couple words in English because I think he heard that like I have an American accent and he said a few things in English and I just kept talking he said, to him in oh, French. He said, ah, NASCAR, football, <laughs> police killing black people, ah, I understand America. USA. Uh, but no, no, no I, but he for, sold for me. Real, when I when I went traveling back in 2016, Mm -hmm. um i remember that was and it really depressed me because uh when i went abroad and i you'd say you're from america they'd be like oh man the police they just hate black people mm. and you're like <laughs> you're like yeah yeah <laughs> well i've told you i told you in the last episode uh in our last recording that police got like a pretty strong presence here like there's a national police and city police and like mm. they're strapped the national police are at least but yeah, I bought Ma Petite Vape. It's the first time I bought a vape in France. It's pastec flavored. That's watermelon, le pastec. And, um, you know, they're a little bit behind in vaping uh, here. They, everybody still has those huge box ones, you know, mm. with the big tanks on them. Most people got those. And I want the disposable tiny ones, Sorens and whatnot. They're a little behind and everybody smokes cigarettes. So it's like they don't even really care about vaping. <laughs> but anyway, it's right, like, yeah, on. it's like... Well, I was, I've was i seen of many things since we last talked, too. I've been to Versailles, the Palace of Versailles. It was massive. I've been to the Eiffel Tower. I loved it. Honestly, it sounds generic. Like, you know, it's like the most generic thing in France and the That's most common thing. The most basic it was, thing it was, it was insane. I love the Eiffel Tower. It's massive. 
And uh, it was pretty awesome. I loved going up. I walked up it as far as I could. Then I took an elevator to the Nation top. Trader. Incredible. Nation Incredible. Trader. Nation trader. And at the top of the Eiffel Tower, you could buy, <laughs> you could buy a, a glass of champagne and caviar for fifty euros. So, insane. if you're a sucker, it's insane yeah. markup. Insane. So yeah, no. And right. um, so what else? I, you see? So I went to the catacombs, you know, where was all the skulls underground and whatnot. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. So, so I, for, I also I forgot. Went, I forgot that was in France. I forgot. Yeah, no, it's that that that, that thing always like interested me, like how. There's just like this underground tunnel with skulls and yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's it's there because apparently their cemeteries ran out of like space in like the 1700s, and they like exhumed all the bodies and brought all their bones underground and whatnot. So it's like walls. It's like a labyrinth lined with like skulls and bones, and uh, it's pretty eerie. Um, but other than that, I also went down to the Champs Elysees, and uh, there. I went to the Arc de Triomphe. And so here's what I wanted to, to tell you about that I feel like it'd be interesting to lead into my first story. So the Arc de Triomphe currently right now is uh, covered with uh, like uh, cloth of some kind. Like it's an art project done, but the artist is dead. Is this artist called Cristo? You're on your computer right now. You could like look it up, but he's like famous for uh, covering various places and monuments and landscapes with like giant drapes cloth like he covered the reichstag in berlin he did like some giant thing across a a valley in colorado but i guess he was dead but i guess him covering the arc de triomphe was like his grand uh plan so it's now like just like, it's kind of weird looking. I don't know if you looked it up. It, it kind of just looks like, or you, maybe you saw the pictures I posted. I I, it, I it, yeah, it, it, it's kind of just like the Arc de Triumph, the shape of it with just like cloths and drapes hanging over everything. Mm. <laughs> so it's kind of weird looking. And like, it kind of got me thinking, I'm like, wow, like the French and their art. But like, you know, it kind of raises this question about like, you know, modern art and whatnot. And like, you know, like what, it, like, what is that? Like, you know what is that supposed to be like what's so cool about that like there, there was all these people there the like you know and i was like yeah, i guess it's cool but like it's the art of triumph's kind of cooler without this on it <laughs> like it's just funny i guess and um anyways i wanted to bring to i wanted to use that to lead into my first story about another uh art project here in uh in europe and um so this is from the bbc and uh yes exactly um so this is a danish museum uh in some town in denmark i'm not sure denmark Uh, denmark (laughs) yeah okay Uh, the city's called alberg so this museum (laughs) this museum commissioned this artist uh to um recreate these pieces he had made uh this artist's name is Jens Hanning um he had made this uh, pieces years ago that was actually like an anti-capitalist piece where he had like used I don't know if he used real cash or like he painted and it was like supposed to be um the annual salary of people in Denmark and Austria and it was supposed to be striking because it was like you know the uh, Danish krone and it was just like, you know, just like one full canvas of like the Danish crone. And it was like, you know, supposed to be like, oh, see how little it actually is, you know, like putting it out there, 
the mm-hmm. average salary. So the museum wanted him to recreate this piece using actual money. Okay. So they gave him 83,000 equivalent of $83,000 <laughs> to recreate this piece. And he he did make something. <laughs> it turns out that <clears throat> the artist didn't actually like he sent them back two blank canvases and entitled it Take the Money and Run. And uh and uh, he instead pocketed the cash (laughs) and yeah and says the museum (laughs) right the museum has kind of been a little bit like they i guess they think it's funny they're like haha good one (laughs) but can we have our money back and the artist's response was i actually the fact that i took the money is the art project itself (laughs) that's the project i took the art and the art is therefore titled take the money and run basically like an internet troll is just a fucking artist well they want him to give the money back they're saying hey we never really meant to give it to you to keepsies it's just for the project that we wanted to display in our museum and he was like no actually the project i made for you guys is these blank canvases and the real art is that i keeping that money and you can suck my dick (laughs) Um, yeah you know i was uh you know when we were doing our production meeting before uh you know i was i was telling you about how this like exactly reminded me of um of uh the banksy piece i think it was like girl with balloon or some shit like that Mm -hmm. you know uh, and I guess he, you know, he had painted it to be sold at an auction. And then w- after someone had successfully bid the auction, bid on the auction, the, the painting just, uh, like, it, it, there was a shredder built into the frame. And then yeah. the, it just shredded up, which that, that's amazing. That yeah, is that's like, that, that might be one of the coolest things that anyone's ever done. I mean, <laughs> because you think about just like, you know, because like Banksy was like, you know, a street artist, you know, sh- mm. shit like that. And, you know, these pretentious fucking art snobs, you know, fucking they're like, oh, I, I need to have an original Banksy. And, you know, <laughs> and then fucking they they bid on something and then it fucking just gets it, it goes shredded up dude it's it's brilliant dude mm. you can hear everyone in there they're like oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it does this same work of art by this danish artist Hanning. it has the same tone as that kind of and hold on i just want to read a quote by him he says quote i encourage other people who have been just as miserable who has who have just as miserable working conditions as me to do the same end quote (laughs) so it's it sounds like it was a little spiteful in a way and that i feel like makes it even funnier that he was like being spiteful towards this museum too yeah and um you know and i I thought it was just kind of like you know there there is also another art piece that came out a couple years ago that was just like a banana taped to a wall did you ever hear about that that sold for like a lot of money yeah like you know and there's an an old old famous one from 1917 where it was just a urinal that this guy just put a urinal on display it was yeah. considered like this like vastly avant-garde oh, piece of art oh, or you know you know it's one of my favorites you know about piss christ piss christ no you don't know about piss christ so no. piss christ um let me just pull it up real quick so basically what it is is it's like a mason jar 
with uh-huh. uh with a crucifix in it. <laughs> filled mm, with I'm seeing this. it. I'm seeing it. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like considered like Whoa. one of the most controversial. Uh, yeah, by photographer mm. Andre Serrano, it depicts <laughs> a small plastic crucifix submerged in a small t- glass tank of the artist's urine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, it it, it just, looks it looks pretty cool though. Like when you look at the picture, it's like a it's a cool looking picture, but it's funny when you realize it's piss. <laughs> you know. When I think I, I think we, I think a lot of these fucking artists just have fucking content. Content. Yeah, you know it's when like, we were when we were there looking at the Arc de Triumph covered in these drapes, my aunt was like, you know, there's supposed to be some big meaning behind this. Like, I don't know, and she's like, I don't know what it's supposed to be, some big meaning. And I'm like looking at it, I'm like, maybe he just did it just because he thought it was funny. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, get around like to it. Think about it. Like, <laughs> he just he thought just, it'd be cool. If he died, and then there were like he had like some contingency clause that no one else could ever work on it. Then it'll mm-hmm. just be constantly under construction, and that's fucking yeah. hilarious. Yeah, you know, it is weird that it's like, yeah, it kind of. I guess just takes this like grand, like, you know, pretty much one of the most iconic, you know, things in Paris other than the Eiffel Tower and like kind of just like covers it up. And it's yeah, like, no. you know, well, makes, no, it, I, makes I, you like look at it in, a, in kind of like a renewed perspective. It does look like it's under construction. It looks like it's like, it looks like they're doing something to it, but they're not. It's just under drapes. Yeah, that's art. That's art. You, you know, know okay. I, I can I can appreciate the contempt from artists because you know, <laughs> you know, a lot of them have you know they get like you know government contracts to do certain pieces. You know, a lot of them. You mm-hmm. know, there's not a lot of funding towards art. I'm sure there's a decent amount in France. You know, and like other yeah. European Christo countries. Cristo is dead. This was like his. I think I mentioned that this he's dead, but this was like his ultimate vision covering the Arc de Triomphe. I don't know why. I bet you he just looked at it's it and be like, ass. that'd be funny. That would be funny to have it covered up like this grand piece dedicated to like the grand army of Napoleon and then later dedicated to the unknown soldier to just cover it up and be like, yeah, forget about it. <laughs> that's badass. I don't know. It does. It does kind of like bring into question like what you can consider art. I, I wanted to, to, to tell you about a personal story too, real quick. Um, yeah. This is a f- several, a few years ago, my first year, um, in, in UCSC, when I was living in the dorms, I was on the first floor and there is these pipes that ran across the ceiling. I don't know if I've told you this before. And one day I just started putting cans up there, right? Like cans of oh, yeah, soda, energy shit. drinks, beers. So eventually these, there is like a huge line of cans on the first floor of my building lined with, uh, pipes lined with cans on, on the first oh, floor of no, the building. I remember this. And, I remember <laughs> yeah. when you got indignant that the janitor was messing yeah. with your art. He was there smashing it. I was in the room one day and he was smashing it. And I came out there and I was like, what are you doing? doing thinking it was a student because he's around the corner thinking it was like a fellow student and he was like so mad he's like you're doing this you're doing this and he like screamed and like ran at me i was like holy shit this guy's gonna deck me my defense hindsight 2020 (laughs) you should have just been like no, this is an art piece done by That's what suit. I said. Oh, no, that's what said? I said. Oh, okay. Yes, that was my defense. And he was like, what do you call it? Art? You're just trash. You're making, you're causing the custodians more uh, work. And he was just knocking him down. in the and, eye of the beholder. <laughs> he was just knocking him down and smashing it. And I think I got called into the dean's office or whatever, the, the administration, to, to because he reported me. 
and I got called in there and I told them it was an art project that I thought it was. And they're like, what, what, what is this art project for? And I'm like, cause I like think it's funny. Like I started putting them up there. People are looking at them and being like, who's putting those cans up there? What the fuck? And I'd hear that and be like, hey, yeah, put the cans up there. Who's yeah. putting the cans up there? I don't know. And, and then they like accepted that as an explanation and they like fucking gave, typical yeah. liberal <laughs> university. Dude, they straight up followed it up by sending me an email saying, if you need an outlet for your art, like here are some resources. And they like der- like sent me resources That's where I can hilarious. go and do art on campus. And they I was just like, thought no, you yeah. were some sensitive artist. But <laughs> their what makes it funny is that it's unsanctioned art. So mm. it's the, because if I go and do uh, it that way, what? then I'm doing Good it. art is sanctioned. My <laughs> no, 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 no. If I go and do it their way, then I'm doing it within the confines of, of their rules and their academia. I'm yeah. doing it my way, which is no holds bars art. Hell just yeah, putting dude. the cans there or just throwing drapes over things or just turning in blank canvases <laughs> or taping a banana to a wall or shredding something. So, yeah, no, I just thought cool. that was funny. So, yeah, no, art, art's <laughs> fucking pretty rad, except, except modern art. Mar- most modern art sucks. That is modern art. My cans on the pipes are modern so art. So, modern art and- is just trolling then? <laughs> No, it's not, it's not trolling. It is it's a little just, bit of it's trolling. Just being, okay, yeah, it's being spiteful in a way and just kind of doing things just for the hell of it and doing things just to kind you of... You literally just, said that you did that because it makes you laugh. In a way, yes. you are being a fucking troll. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's funny. It and is it looks funny. funny. I'm, I'm and not going to take that away day, from you. It is funny. It makes everything... Typical things that you see and every day. And it's an ever-building upon art piece, too, when you think about yeah. it. You're going to have more Exactly, cans, exactly. You know? And it makes... It takes something that's everyday and mundane that you don't it's really think about. It's something to symbolize the passage of time. <laughs> yes. It gives mundane things more significance, you yeah. know, by doing something funny with it. Yeah, I it. <laughs> like well, a banana. In other news... Um, Go so ahead. This is, this is something that was kind of big um while we were kind of off um was uh the whole Nicki minaj situation uh i'm not gonna get into the whole situation because it's just largely uninteresting it's more so funny that that her fans are so rabid and i don't like this this like this whole like new world we live in where it's like stan culture and we're like all the like you know fan bases are used to like basically just like prop up a, st- a person's ego all right you know i've always hated fanboys and fan culture yeah so you know and the barbs as they're called oh yeah uh, i was gonna ask what they're called barbs barbs yeah because why like barbarians no like Barbie. oh she's from barbados well that and also oh that's, that's no, no no that's rihanna she's from trinidad and tobago yes i don't know no no you're Is right that, you're, i don't know you're right you're right but yeah. i think it's barbs because of uh it's uh like barbie like you know like she's like Barbie. oh like okay. i don't fucking know i only really know a couple songs by Nicki minaj anyway the point is that you know, so this whole thing happened where, you know, she put her, this is the, the funniest part of the story is that, I don't know, there's two arguably pretty funny parts of the story, but the funniest part is how she put her cousin on blast mm-hmm. about like, oh yeah, he got Having the vaccine swollen balls. and got swollen balls. And, you know, he's like, it ended a marriage. And it was like, nah. And a lot of people found out later that that's like a signs of like an STD. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so he might have. Swollen like, balls. Yeah. 
It was the, the vaccine, I swear. I wasn't the, the, sleeping The reason around. why I'm bringing this up, it's fun. It's a good excuse. It's a good uh. excuse. But the funniest reason, <laughs> of like, also, you know, Tucker Carlson, in order to use his agenda, of course, you know, his, you know, talking points, his agenda, used the situation and then she you know quote tweeted like the clip and did like a bullseye hitting you know an arrow hitting the bullseye and people were like oh don't you know this dude's like a white supremacist (laughs) you know Uh. and you know there was a whole thing about that you know but the the thing that i think i start so i looked into the situation a little bit right and so apparently yeah. she's like married to this dude his name's like kenneth petty or some shit like that Nicki and, minaj yeah and uh-huh. he's a registered sex offender like well he has the problem is is that he um has like declined to register as a sex offender i think in california i'm, I'm not 100 percent sure where but that's huh. where i'm assuming and uh you know they just had a kid together and i think a lot of her fans right deservedly so are like yo why are you with this dude who's like literally like he, like he sexually assaulted someone you know mm-hmm. what i mean like and, didn't uh, her brother too yeah yeah well her brother's a pedophile and her husband's a <laughs> another piece of shit yeah so um yeah so basically i w- what i what i think about uh so yeah so there was this news about around the same times as this whole covid this whole swollen ball gate we'll call uh-huh. it swollen balls yeah uh was around the time that the story dropped that like he has like failed to you know register as a sex offender because you know Uh it could cause problems where they live you know him with his kid i don't know it's just gonna cause problems that's the reality of being registered as a sex offender (laughs) it's an inconvenience for the offender at least inconvenience or inconvenient but um but what I think is interesting is that apparently, especially revolving around this guy, she chooses to like act out in a different way out in the media to like run cover for the fact, you know, that this dude that she's, you know, she, that she's like married to is a mm. giant piece of shit who, mm. you know, raped somebody. And uh, yeah, yeah, no, I just, I just, I, I didn't really hear many people talking about that, but like, that's my theory of like why, like, you know, she says something so outlandish, and it's not even that like I'm a fan. I think she's kind of trash, to be honest. Like, I've you know listened to some of her music, and you know, I know you, you don't like female rappers, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, it, it, I just think it's funny that like you know she started this whole big stink basically just to kind of cover up for you know this not flattering story about her and her husband you know so huh. i just thought it was interesting it's possible. It was like like sub like a, a type of way to like run subterfuges for a bad pr story is like beat one bad pr story with an an even worse pr story i guess i don't know or more reactionary huh. pr story i guess I don't know. It was interesting. I th- hmm. I thought it was interesting in that aspect, you know. Possible. It's possible. Yes. So, um, one of the biggest stories that you know uh, is still ongoing, but 
uh, was the Haitian immigrant crisis. It's a bit of an update to a story that you Is this connected to Nicki Minaj being a a Caribbean Islander herself? (laughs) No. Is she forcing (laughs) the Haitian immigrants over? No, no. Nicki Minaj is working with the deep state to help to help spread vaccine disinfo. You know what's the weirdest part? She was saying like all these claims like she had been invited to the White House and the White House was like, no, we did not invite her. (laughs) (laughs) She's working with the deep state to help spread vaccine disinfo while also helping overthrow the Haitian government. And I always love it. And like the thing that she posted about being vaccine hesitant was like, I need to do more research. And I'm like, bitch, there's enough fucking research out here. You either made your mind or you haven't. All right. I responded to her tweet when I first saw that. You know what? I tweeted back in the responses. And I got no likes. So I was like, God, that was a flop. But I had seen this picture one time and it says, it says, what if we told you already had that? We already had the cure. And it's a picture of Mountain Dew Baja Blast. <laughs> <laughs> I and I you. just said, I just said, research this, please. And I tweeted that picture back at her. <laughs> well, you know, and also like one of the jokes that had been made around all this was like, you know, she has obvious like butt implants. So she's okay mm-hmm. with putting that in her body, but a fucking vaccine. <laughs> anyway, well. so, so back to the Haitian border crisis. So as you might've seen, there was a large group of Haitian refugees uh, crossing the Rio Grande River. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, you've probably... I don't know if you have seen some of the images, but a lot of it's the like... The picture of the guy whipping the guy from the yeah, horse? Yeah, basically using the horse reins to like That's a pretty damning like, picture. Yeah, and, you know, of course people are going like, why do you these guys are one? just doing their jobs and they're just... You know, it's like, oh my god. How know? do you defend a guy on the horse whipping a guy as he like carries his few Who's belongings? Who's <laughs> a fucking country? The, some of them are crossing that was just, back into had Mexico. The assassinated recently yeah by the u.s i don't care i'm saying it (laughs) (laughs) and uh you know like some of them were crossing over into mexico to get food to feed the encampment that's along the river right because there's like this weird like kind of like encampment there now Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's like completely cleared out um but interestingly enough Biden and Trump both used this rule in regards to uh, not allowing refugees to come in during a health crisis. And it's called Title uh-huh. 42. It was a bill passed, I believe, in uh, March 2020. And basically, uh, Biden's using that now to uh, basically just ship these people back to Haiti and fly them. Uh-huh. And, he's, and now there's, you know people constantly being flown back to haiti and it's like yeah the one you're talking about it basically like puts emergency measures saying that uh like because the people from haiti are coming over seeking asylum and it basically like puts a moratorium on any asylum claim saying that because there's a crisis right now we can't and actually i heard something saying that it's props probably illegal that 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 yeah moratorium i mean ethically ethically it's 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 horrible (laughs) <laughs> but yeah i that that's uh i don't know i just i just felt like bringing it up because uh, you know it feels like we're partially kind of responsible for you know the instability in that area mm-hmm. and, and Nicki know, minaj too and Nicki minaj um 
and you know and we're kind of responsible and the fact that we just turn away people looking for fucking asylum they're looking for like please we just need a safe place to be (laughs) and you know and then we're just being like you know we're using the same shit fucking uh, it's just it's just disgusting it really disgusted me and then seeing the pictures of the dudes like you said whipping people like like their cattle is just really inhumane and dehumanizing and mm. i know it really it really bothered me it really bothered me seeing the pictures of that and you know just uh, like uh you know you know you've been living in the u.s as long as i have you mm. know the u.s rhetoric on immigrants you know what i mean yeah. you, you've you've heard it from both you know centrist libs to you know the you know the you know the right you know, it's all and yeah. a lot of it's all anti. You know, and it's, it's well. Actually, I actually have a theory about immigration as a political issue. I, I don't think it's a. Um, I don't. I think immigration is a non-issue. I think it's a, an issue that is used by like uh, the political elite to drive uh, voters and and voting groups further right. And it was actually my mom that turned me on to this theory, and they believe that it's an extension of what is called the southern strategy you've heard of the southern strategy it was like Uh, this basically i I think i've heard of it before but i'm not it was it was basically like this in the dark like you know hush hush movement but like kind of out in the open where they would like wanted to drive voting in the south more republic more right wing by and republican by appealing to racism like in a wink wink type of way you well, know, yeah, no, and- no, totally, and I mean that even calls back to when we were talking about um, when I brought up that book. I was, I'm still, I, I haven't finished it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, how, what, what the hell is the matter with Kansas? About how mm-hmm. they, you know they turned the Midwest that was typically more left leaning, mm-hmm. but then became more right is because yeah. they f- harped on you know a lot of you know fears and hot button issues and you know just deregulated shit but yeah go on sorry i i basically think that immigration is used in the same way to like basically you know push immigration like frustrations direct frustrations onto immigrants like fuel racial tensions you know divide the people up more into like you know immigrant and non-immigrant and drive like vote drive nationalism and drive a lot of voters further right one thing real quick here in here in europe um i've talked to people you know mostly all the people i've spoken with here are like leftist or left-leaning and i'm like so there is a right wing in europe and somebody told me like yeah but they're like the majority of right wing people like are all like anti-immigration like like because someone said there's right wing socialists here in europe and i was like there's right wing socialists and like oh yeah a lot of them and i'm like what makes you like a socialist and right wing and they're like well all like right wing tensions or like right wing like ideologies here in europe most of them are fueled by like anti-immigration sentiments like so it's like a very powerful force here in europe for driving people further right for driving nationalism i I don't know for promoting like right-wing politicians is all fueled by anti-immigration sentiments same thing in the u.s too i think well just to turn it back to the u.s i don't know if you heard it but tucker had one of the the biggest like mask off i'm fucking i'm a white supremacist type monologues on his show recently where he literally name drops uh the white replacement theory 
in regards mm-hmm. to these uh, Haitian immigrants. Uh, you know, talking about, you know, he basically took a Joe Biden clip out of context and he, you know, basically used it to basically whip up, you know, conservative white people into thinking like, oh, see, Joe Biden wants to get rid of white people. You know, this is why we need oh, the great the great replacement theory. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, it's just it's just really gross. And. You know, I even have, you know, people I know very personally who, you know, uh, in my family even that are very mm-hmm. anti-immigrant whose family were immigrants. Yeah. Uh, and, and, he, I mean, and, and you know what's funny is you never fucking hear this anti-immigrant shit against uh, Cubans. And you want to know why? Mm-hmm. It's because a lot of them are more white passing. Mm-hmm. It's like when someone's a brown immigrant, you know. Then you get a you harp on like the seed. They just want to. They want to do miscegenation and mm-hmm. dirty up the the gene pool. You know, and yeah. it's just it's. Uh, well, I mean, like when you think about this as like, is this a real issue in America or in Europe? Like, is this a real issue that's hurting the country and hurting people? And I don't think I can. You can't point. I can't point to any time in my life ever where immigrants negatively infect affected my life or my families or any of my friends i can't really it's like you think try and think of a time where immigrants like actively negatively yeah, affected things they most yeah. of the time i think immigrants make a country better they you do. know and you know they you know, bring they, in they bring in like food from their own culture yeah they, new culture know. Yeah. cross-cultural pollination and that's whatnot supposed to and be what makes america great bring in you know more money more of the workforce you know so it's just like it's like one of those things where it's like i don't actually think immigrants are hurting anything and i've never seen any clear examples of it whether it's in my personal life or the greater nation of it actually happening and everything behind anti-immigration sentiment all seems to be just like baseless fear-mongering like oh crime will increase their crime they're criminals they're poor yeah. you know donald trump's famous well, well, you know but, they're sending the worst they're sending the worst the rapist or whatever yeah. you know like but it's just it, yeah. baseless fear-mongering and i oh, don't really ever see oh, it being like a negative thing it's a non-issue everyone, everyone just uses the trump talking point is like they're emptying emptying their prisons and sending them to the u.s <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, just like it's like there's some person let's just say in mexico right like there's some mm-hmm. mexican dude working in a jail and he's just like he hits one button that just releases all of them and it's like go this way to america <laughs> follow follow the the uh, blue line just it'll lead you to the states yeah exactly and you know it's just it's just straight it's just straight up racism i mean there's yeah. no real, real other way to paint it I, I really don't believe it's a real issue i think it's it's a manipulated uh, non-issue that they use to to push and, the public further right and sow division and just create division and, among and, the populace. And it also just ends up being a scapegoat for uh, other failures in the U.S. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, exactly. fucking, oh, the, you know, unemployment's rising? Well, that's because of immigrants. You know, gas prices are high? Oh, it's probably because of the immigrants. You know, yeah. you can just blame exactly. it on anything. Yeah, yeah, violence, rising crime, immigrants, drug use, immigrants. You know, it's just baseless fear mongering. And really, like, like, I've never seen, like I said, there's never been anything, any clear, you know, instances that I can think of where, like, immigrants negatively affected me or my family or anybody that I know is really life. We need whatsoever. to prevent what's, them from what, getting anyway it. whatsoever. They want to come here to America and get all the entitlements. 
<laughs> like like we're some like fucking socialist country with all these entitlements it's like literally the left has to fight for all these types of social policies which leads into my next story yeah. <laughs> um, go for it all right so let's talk about the 3.5 trillion reconciliation bill all right so I don't know if you've heard in the news a lot lately. There's been a lot of talks of the infrastructure bill. Uh, there's been there was one that was a bipartisan infrastructure bill which passed, mm-hmm. but now um, but Biden drew a hard line saying, you know, they both have to go. They both have to go, and a lot of you know lefties are taking this position where like this this bill, the three point five trillion reconciliation bill which is done um through budget reconciliation which uh-huh. it's a process to get something passed when you don't have a my my a majority uh in the senate uh-huh. and um there's a lot of good stuff in here so i'm just going to go over some of the some of the bullet points of some of the major provisions in this bill so one of them is two years of free community college uh, mm-hmm. child care and universal pre-K, uh, Medicare expansion, which allows people to be covered, uh, th- for dental hearing and vision. Um, and I think it lowers the age of Medicare, uh, the extended child tax credit to codify it, to make it a reoccurring thing, which basically, People get thirty six hundred dollars per child under six and three thousand per child six six to eighteen, uh-huh. right? Because you know that's like an answer to like people being like, I can't even afford having kids, and yeah. then you know like it's like a bit of a rebate for having kids so that we don't you know die out. Huh. <laughs> Government subsidized fucking. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> hell yeah. Um. <laughs> um Paid family and medical leave, you know, that's important, you know, uh, you know, a lot of times people worry about getting sick or, you know, having something where they need to take time off because they can't afford to. So this would allow up to, I think it was said 12 weeks of paid uh, family leave and uh, medical leave. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like having a kid or, you know, being injured or what, what have you. Um, now, one of the major provisions is a huge change in the way of climate change right Mm -hmm. uh and the number one uh opposition to this would be senator joe manchin he's one of your favorites right yeah he's he's amazing um well the the reason why i'm bringing this up is i'm trying to show how that i think it's fucking crazy that two people in the democratic party can Uh hold up a bill that has a great approval rating people Uh fucking want it and you know uh no one wants to debate i think a lot of people might agree with a joe manson or christian cinema as far as you know perfecting protecting corporate interests But they don't want to come out and be the bad guy. But these two have openly come out as what I believe as an a PR attempt, you know, to build their own brand, you know, of politics, I guess. 
And uh, well, the th- interesting thing is Joe Manchin's really against uh, this climate change bill, which basically uh, is to increase renewable, renewable en- energy supplies by uh, making utility companies increase the amount of uh, per- like percentage total renewable energy use by, I think it said 4% per year. You know, it's modest, but it's it's something. It's something rather than nothing, you know? Well, guess what Joe Manchin uh Joe Manchin has? He has a uh one hundred he has a, a basically a, a coal company that he yeah. like stepped down from stepped down from and his son is running, right? Yeah. And so major conflict of interest as a fucking senator to own a fucking coal company in West Virginia, where we both know how much fucking West Virginia has been ravaged by coal mining with, you know, mountaintop removal, the, you know. So, you know, I actually saw something recently. I, didn't, I just saw the headline. I didn't read the article that said... That a lot of West Virginia is like a notorious like Republican stronghold in a very right wing state, but even in like a like small town pockets in West in West Virginia, when people were told what you know the benefits of the infrastructure bill would be, like there was like vast support for it, like in the state of West Virginia. Of you know, I mean, it, it it provides a lot of benefits that would affect them. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, a lot of times these people who are elected government you know they're they're elected into government to serve their fucking community and they end up convincing their community to you know on name just be against something that would be in their own self-interest um Uh, the thing i'm seeing right here even says elected officials in the state of west virginia even republicans themselves are in favor of the infrastructure bill so it's not just like a commit pure like lockstep and like line to like partisan politics like so there are republicans that are in favor of this the reason why joe manchin has become such him and kristen cinema have become a power wielder in a way as far in regards to this bill um Mm -hmm. is that joe manchin is a conservative Democrat, right? He's in Democrat in name, but he's basically conservative, right? Yeah. But the thing is, is that if he just became a conservative, he would just be a regular conservative, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that he gets to be like, oh, I'm a Democrat, so I, it works good for Democrats, but I'm going to side with conservatives most of the time, right? So that mm-hmm. puts him in a position where he gets to basically be like the, mm, I don't know about this bill guy. You know, he gets, like, mm-hmm. mm, I don't know about this. I don't know about that. And he basically gets to be like one of the, you know, the basically one of the major, uh, you know, what am I thinking of? Like a blockade to this bill getting obstructionist. Yeah. He's an obstructionist. Perfect. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. an obstructionist. Yeah. I remember you had spoken about this guy in a previous, uh, episode the one with the uh was it the climate change exxon mobile expose yeah, one? yeah the yeah. guy the guy straight up said that uh that joe manchin is he's one of the friendliest to lobbyists like mm-hmm. me you know he, he has an open door policy <laughs> mm-hmm. dude yeah. seems like a shit yeah and-, and he's just in like a state that like is kind of like fairly uneducated and has a lot of like 
poverty and drug addiction. I know that that state was hit very hard um, by the opiate epidemic and well, still remember is. That, and... Remember that documentary I showed you, The Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's, a, it's a state that, you know, is kind of underdeveloped, you know, relative to the rest of the U.S., you know. So, yeah. like, people are more, like, uh, vulnerable to, like, you know, far-right ideology and thought populist yeah. right-wing thought and whatnot so like i guess it's like a tumultuous tumultuous i don't know the T- word i'm looking for tumultuous? yeah sometimes we're, we're, see we're, see, we're <laughs> that fake intellectuals dude we're <laughs> <That> t word <laughs> um, uh state in terms of like how i guess politicians operate they're like i guess they have to like always kind of I don't know, pander a little bit to the right wing. But like I said, it seems like the infrastructure bill, even in West Virginia, like people want it and it would be good for their state and the people there. Of course, but corporate money lines a lot of these guys, you know, these people's pockets. So um, the word is tumultuous. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tumultuous. I I don't tumultuous. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm using it right because it says it's definition making. Yeah, it's like making yeah turbulent, tumultuous, kind of the same thing as in word time. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so there's some other there's some other provisions. There's funding for forest uh, management, which is important since of you know especially in the state we live in with you know all the fires and all that shit. Yeah, you know that's good. We need that. And one of the biggest uh, provisions is the ability. For Medicare to negotiate drug prices, right? To cut drug prices. Like, as you know, like, you know, like, um, you know, there's been a lot of good pieces done on, like, the price of insulin in America, the price of a lot of, like, medications that are needed for people in America that are just, like, outrageously expensive if you don't have health care. And, you know, even with health care could be expensive. Um, so... <laughs> Like, this is the most out-and-out corruption you could fucking see. Kristen Sinema, uh, senator from Arizona, also has one of the worst fashion senses I've ever seen. Like, literally wears, like, the ugliest shit. But that's beside the point. Mm-hmm. I just I, I had to knock her drip because her drip's terrible. I have no idea who that is, but she, I'm sorry. She, I don't. She has negative drip. She has negative mm-hmm. drip. Um, <laughs> I mean, what senator is known for their fashion sense? Yeah, but she like dresses like your quirky aunt. <laughs> you know what I mean, like a quirky aunt. Hmm. But you know, notoriously, she was the one who did the curtsy and the thumbs down in regards to increasing minimum wage. I, I think you remember that. That was kind of a big, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, a big one. But she out. She received seven hundred and fifty thousand, like recently, like within a couple of weeks, from pharmaceutical and medical device industries. Just out mm-hmm. now, and this shit's like all on. Uh, I think the website's called Open Secret, where you can look and see at campaign contributions. Mm-hmm. And um, and then immediately after that, she just announces her opposition to uh, Medicare being able to negotiate drug prices, and th- and she's being a stalwart in the progress of this bill getting passed, and. I just think it's fucking gross. I just think it's gross. And 
you know, the, the fact that, like, that, you know, someone could just, one person from one state could fucking stop the progress of a bill that would be hugely detrimental to helping fucking people. Beneficial. Whatever. Beneficial, yeah. You Not said detrimental. 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 Yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> right. That is, yeah, you're right. I'm a fucking idiot. Okay, you know, you're right. You're right. But, <laughs> like the <laughs> but you know what I mean? And it's, I just, I don't know. It just fucking disgusts me. And when you just see, like, blatant fucking corruption like that, it's just, I don't know. It just, it makes you feel like this fucking whole system's fucking broken. And this is the price we pay for not limiting people campaign contributions, you know? This is the price we pay. This is what happens. Is that what it is? It's a campaign contribution? Yeah. Is that what is that what they're giving money to her for? Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, you know. I mean, they're not giving it to her for knowledge on medical devices and pharmaceuticals. <laughs> well, I guess uh money out of politics? Yeah, money out of politics. But yeah, That'd so be that's the way to go. That's basically all I had to say on that. I just want to kind of bring to attention that uh, our system's completely broken and uh, nothing good will ever happen. Sometimes some good things will happen, but very small good things and then a lot of terrible yeah. things. You know, the infrastructure bill seems like it'd be pretty cool. Um, you know, I'm not like following it like you know very intensely but you know it's in the news it's a big thing it's a lot of money so yeah. i hear about it when it comes it comes up well, they already, you know and it seems like it'd be pretty beneficial for most of the country and it seems like it seems like you know in a, in a more perfect political system like this could be a completely like bipartisan bill but you know there's the obstructionists there's the people that you know yeah. have their private you know gains from yeah. corporation corporate interest and whatnot so and then you it have just r- drags it and like this you know infrastructure bill will probably be like if it's passed through will probably be like the greatest legacy of joe biden's presidency but right which is why know. he has a lot of pressure to pass it because mm-hmm. uh you know otherwise when it comes to the midterm elections it'll be like what did you do what did you do that was substantial yeah right you know what i mean in helping people through this tough time and this uh, is basically a chance to make a step to make a step yeah anyway well all right. maybe those two politicians will get will get voted out i mean she's time. she's very unpopular and even within uh her own party is being you know it's weird you know you know what's interesting about kristen cinema is that uh, i did some like looking into her and apparently like she was like a crusty like green party and anarchist <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, like you know like she was just like she was and then like you know she's you like said a, she did a heel turn yeah she did a heel turn <laughs> yeah oh my god she was the bad guy the whole time my god <laughs> um <but> yeah <laughs> i don't know right. Every, everything comes back to wrestling dude <laughs> <laughs> that's wrestling, the underlying theme wrestling, of our podcast yes wrestling <laughs> shows is the bizarro it's a bizarro man manu, like it's a bizarro manifestation of america and american culture and it's just absolutely insane i've also been like looking at some older dude did he know triple h drugged in a in a bit where stephanie mcmahon was getting married on stage triple uh-huh. h drugged her 
took her to Vegas, and there's a clip where he goes through like a drive-through wedding chapel, and he marries her, <laughs> and and while she's like completely drugged out, and then and then so like Triple H comes out and he's like, "Yeah, fuck you, Vince McMahon. I married your daughter," and he's like, "And I know the question you have on your mind is." Is not if we did, but how many times did we? <laughs> <laughs> Basically saying on TV, Vince McMahon wrote this story about his daughter getting raped, ma- married. <laughs> it, dude, wrestling. Yeah, at least greenlit it. Wrestling is insane. And you know, it's they- always, you know, it's always fun. It makes me laugh when I think of wrestling. It's something that you brought up to me. But in regards to the, like, there was a storyline where Vince McMahon's limo blew up. And uh, and one of the funniest things is because you know how him and Donald Trump are good friends is the fact yeah. that Donald Trump had to call and be like, oh, my God, I just watched W. I just watched Monday Night Raw and I saw Vince McMahon blow up in a limo. Is he all right? And they had to tell him that. <laughs> oh yeah, we we were talking about that when we were covering the the wrestler. Did you post that one? The not yet. Not yet. Yeah. That'll be one of the next ones I post. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, that that always makes me laugh. Our fucking buffoon president. Well, all right, let's. Well, uh, no, former sorry, president. Yeah. yeah former I was gonna president. say maybe Joe Biden should like go into the president. ring. <laughs> he Joe Biden should go into the ring and and fight for the infrastructure bill. <laughs> Put it all on the line. It should be a money in the bank contract, the one where it's hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> That's the infrastructure bill. <laughs> and he has to climb up a ladder to Hell get to yeah, it. Dude. And when he gets, he's like, "I'm cashing in the infrastructure and then, bill." And then, like someone who's like a conservative, like a JBL type. <laughs> um, you know, what's funny. McConnell. I don't know. I sent it to our group chat a while back. But did you watch that clip where it was during the 2008 election and McCain, Obama? And Hillary Clinton went on to Raw and like filmed a segment where they're like, "Now this this when it comes to the polls, it's gonna be a no holds barred match." And it's like, what, so, really? Yeah, dude, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you again. It's fucking hilarious. Maybe I'll clip it in. It's 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 worth it's worth listening to. It's hilarious. Um. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So let's get to our shame on you segment. Boom boom shame. All right, <laughs> that's my good low one. effort intro. <laughs> yeah, good one. Um, so uh, we had a we had a very long discussion on what we wanted to shame. You know, we th- tossed around a couple ideas, but the one that stuck, the one that we felt like we had a big opinion on, it's a very important thing, and it's something as an Italian man really hits close to home is hold on before before we go into this i actually have a quick update on the last yeah, uh, story we shamed it's, it's a quick one so you know we talked about the herman kane subreddit and shaming yes, that yes. um there's actually been some drama regarding that sub in in the week since we recorded that in the couple weeks since um i guess the the uh, like main admin of the, of the of the subreddit um, put in new rules in place that like all personal information, including first and last name and the photos of everybody in these posts have to be blocked out. And the community of the subreddit threw a giant fit 
and they're saying the subreddit's destroyed and that like it loses yeah, all the fun because now you can't animals. yeah because you now you can't put a face you can't include the pictures you can't put a face to the name you, they can't have their hospital pictures but see that know, wasn't that and, wasn't that wasn't the thing that interested me at first it was more so seeing like the the low quality you know right wing memes that they were posting where it's just like yeah. uh, you know like that and but yeah, I actually got into an so, argument with a friend about it. Oh, really? So, well, I'd like to think that maybe our opinion, the admin of Herman yeah, Kame yeah. Awards, was listening, he was. and he's like, you know what? That's a good point. We're being shitty. Well, yeah. I'm going to change the rules yeah. here, at least. Yeah. We have, we've, we've now caused our first bit of change in the yeah, world. <laughs> Someone argued Powerful. with you about that? You, did we yeah. get hate mail? Are you telling me we got hate mail about no. that? No. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting for the day. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like sitting there looking out a window with my email open, waiting for that piece of hate mail to come in. Um, yeah. We're going to have to promote it if we really want to get hate So, mail. did someone tell you this in person? It wasn't it wasn't, was, hate, it was, it wasn't a letter, an angry letter type? Let me tell you guys about the Herman Cain. Uh, no, no, no. Award subreddit. No, nah, it was just a fr- it was a friendly discussion. He was saying Someone that, listened to it and, 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 and no, made a no, comment no, no, to you no. about it? No, I was, I was uh, talking Oh, you were just talking about Okay. I was talking Damn about it. it with a friend of mine. I was hoping uh, for some listener engagement. Well, the the, <laughs> the mods heard us, so that's all that matters. Yeah, that is true. They didn't they didn't quote us. Yeah. They didn't cite us in their decision, but, but we know. Uh, we had a bit of a discussion about you know, like he thought I was telling him that I thought it was kind of gross, mm-hmm. and he was saying like, well, you know, it's important to show these people, you know, that do this, and I'm like, well, a lot of those people aren't you know, public figures. And that's where I feel like it's kind of gross. And a lot of them are victims of misinformation. But then he would argue that, that them reposting this stuff does add to them spreading misinformation. You know what I mean? Like that, that shaming them is important is kind of good is not bad to do. Well, I was, there was one thing that I was thinking as we were having that discussion where I was like, I was like, maybe like public shame is like, shame is like a powerful tool and like, you know, getting undesirable behavior to stop, but I still don't, you know, it still doesn't say well with me that that whole idea of like, parading people's deaths painful deaths around online and like mocking them you know like regardless of what they said or you know who they you know you know that that person has a life that's like much more than just like their facebook post so it just doesn't sit right with me but yeah i i I hear you but i heard i heard him out because you know like you know, I was I was curious. I mean, like, I guess I, I could understand the point of saying like shame is a powerful tool and like rewiring s- this behavior. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I you know I don't know. He casts a lot of doubt into my previously held belief. Mm-hmm. I still think it was gross to put people's name. Thank you to the mod who listened and, and uh, pictures, to, and yeah, pictures and, and names. So it's like completely identically identless, like unknown people right and that's that's fine because you know i followed subreddits like i like the ones you know like i am very smart where it's like a cringe like Mm -hmm. i guess but like removing the face and the name and the entire identity from the post like ruins the satisfaction for so which confirms that that a lot of the people a lot of the people who got upset at that change were bloodthirsty maniacs Mm mm-hmm (laughs) 
maybe not you know not so much bloodthirsty but just like reveling in yeah. someone's suffering you know yeah. so anyway so let's get to let's get maybe to we'll show. have that buddy on in a future episode and we can yeah. revisit that one yeah. no yeah totally <laughs> When um, the dust of the pandemic has settled, that'd be an interesting thing to discuss, like how people reacted to things like that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, let's let's move on. Yeah. All right. So, like I said, as an Italian man, this story affects Italian. Me. This thing. Uh, <laughs> this thing. Say I, one word in Italian right now, Mister Italiano. Che <laughs> fats. <laughs> Ciao. Approved. <laughs> Approved. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. Arrivederci. Buonanotte. I, I was actually at the uh, French Italian Cultural Center no earlier today. It was really cool. It said, Il, I thought you do. You're an Italian man. I thought you would be very I happy do. to hear but that I was visiting it's the France. place of your homeland. Count. No, it's an Italian enclave in, in Paris. Okay. Yeah. All it's right. like it actually run by the government, Good. the Italian government. Good. It's Little called Italy. the Etero Cultororo Italiano Centararo. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> as I said, <laughs> as an Italian man, this movie yeah. infuriated me. It disgusted mm-hmm. me. Okay. And the movie I'm talking about. My is, big fat Greek. Oh, no, it's Greek. <laughs> is the Super Mario Brothers movie. That was announced during uh, shame. Nintendo. For shame. For shame. Uh, that was announced in the Nintendo Direct um, uh, conference that they had. Uh, you know, basically, uh, it, it was just fucking, uh, it's just so bad. It's so bad. It's, it's just like, it's, oh my god. It, okay, first off, the Super Mario movie that's out, that's like live action, I watched it recently it is one of the most insane movies ever. There's made. a live action Super Mario dude, movie? Dude, it might be worth for a movie review. It is one of the most insane movies I've ever seen. I would have to be wasted for that movie. Dude, no, no, no. It's like a bizarre <laughs> dystopia, okay? And it's hmm. weird. It's like no one looks like Mario. Like, literally everyone looks. Just look at some screenshots from the Super Mar- Mario Brothers movie. 1993 film yeah like everything Came out looks, in the 90s yeah everything looks peak gross. of culture yeah. <laughs> weird oh yeah it's like like <laughs> actual it is like live action and man that is weird huh yeah it's super it looks like i thought it was like I, the guy kind of looks like spider-man mario looks like an aged <laughs> twice divorced spider-man kind of yeah, without and, the mask yeah and like the the like you know, like uh, Dennis Hopper plays like like a. Uh, uh, it's, it's so weird. They have so, guns. Yeah, dude. It's, fucking, <laughs> it's so weird, dude. It's like basically some dude got hot. He wanted to make a movie, mm-hmm. and he got hired to make the Mario movie. Basically, mm. he wanted to make. He had a movie in his mind. He wanted to there, make a movie. He wanted not to make a Super weird Mario dystopian movie. movie. And he ended up making a Mario movie. What, they just were like, okay, we'll give you the chance to make a movie, but it has to be on our terms. And he's like, so desperate. He's like, yeah, okay. And then he's like, they're like, your movie is going to be. And he's like, ah, like Super Mario. And he's like, I can work with that. (laughs) (laughs) And he makes this super weird movie. But it's actually not bad. It's terrible, but it's 
it's enjoyable. It's like enjoyable bad. Um, so who's your favorite um, actor on the on the? You know how like the big announcement of this movie was them announcing the the cast. Well, C- who's Chris your favorite pa- ca- cast member? I mean, they do have some role. people I like, like Charlie Day is Luigi. That's kind of that's kind of fun. But does he is does he fit Luigi? Maybe I like Charlie Day though. I'm not it just felt like a lot of the actors that were picked i mean i'm sure they're all very talented and i'm sure it's like it's 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 animated right it's gonna be a i'm sure they're all like very talented and they're gonna make it work just fine but like the picks just like didn't seem to fit the characters well other than like bowser was yeah that's i was about to say that's the only one that like kind of made sense i guess rogan as donkey kong is like what is going on (laughs) it just felt like they just like picked like what they thought was like you know what I don't know, like whoever's of, making you know, this movie's favorite actors. <laughs> you know, what was, you know what it was like. It was like a South. Uh, you remember the South Park episode where they're making fun of Family Guy, and it's like all the whales in the tank, and they like they have like random balls, and that's what they use to uh-huh. make like their cutaway jokes. Uh-huh. It's like that's what they used to make like to do the casting choices is just to pick a bunch of random ass people. <laughs> you know, what I mean? like remember how like okay, I have this idea. I I think it's true, and I know I've heard other people echo the same sentiment. Sometimes it feels like the entertainment industry is just like out of ideas, and is just like fishing so hard for something they think they can just like that. I guess will just like just any piece of garbage that'll just get any bit of attention, and like it's it's like part of the content void. And it was on our second episode when we were talking about that new Netflix series that was announced. Oh, the The, sexy uh, beast. It's the sexy beast one, yeah. And I was like. I was like, man, who greenlit this one? It just seems like they're out of ideas and they're just like, let's just get something that'll just engage, like just be provocative online. That'll just be, uh, in, you know, that'll just get talk going online. It's and big. that's kind of like what this, yeah, this kind of what this feels like. It's also like one of those things where I'm like, who asked for this? Like, you know, like who, who is there? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I just don't no want like, I'm not going to go watch it. I'm never going to see this movie. I'm going to say that right now. I'm, yeah, I know you will because you're a dork, but I'm <laughs> never, ever going to go see this movie. I have no interest in it whatsoever. I'm going to force it, you to review and it. it. And it, it looks like, I, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be trash. It's going to be bad. And But there's always going to be those people that are like, oh, no, it's fun. It's fun. You can take your kids here. It's for the kids. It's not for you. It's for the kids. I, I don't think kids are really interested in Super Mario. Like, when how relevant is Super Mario? I guess it's just got like it's, recognition. It's, still it's recognition. Super relevant. I mean, it's not like, relevant. It's just I got mean, recognition. Kids, kids still play fucking Mario games, dude. Like, what Mario, was the last Mario game re- released? Super Mario Odyssey for the Switch. When? Uh, when the Switch dropped, so like four years ago. And then people there was, aren't. There's Mario Party, which people play. Mario Kart, which people okay, play so a lot. Okay, so it's just got there's it's just got recognition. Mario Tennis, Mario Golf, which is recently released. You know, there's a lot of Mario properties here. Okay, Mario but so like, wears many hats. All right. So, okay, so <laughs> in the in the video game world, sure, it, it's 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 cool, but. What storyline? What like? How do you make a movie out of that? Like, what? What's? Oh no, you don't. What you do don't. you grasp you from that to turn into I a mean, film? I mean, literally, the story is, uh, plumber, <laughs> plumber, a uh, plumber saves princess from giant mm-hmm. dinosaur. Think about this. <laughs> 
Angry Birds. Angry Birds was a relevant game that kids loved, and they went and made a movie out of it, a movie nobody asked for. That they're like, oh, it's for the kids, it's not for you, it's supposed to be just fun and silly. Who the fuck wanted Angry Birds, and what is there to take from Angry Birds that was extremely popular and make oh, a movie out of it? Why? spoiled sport. You just a, you don't have any more. You don't have the fun anymore, Zach. Oh, I'm, yes. I'm the spoiled sport because the entertainment industries just churning out garbage after garbage and just and you and the and the fanboys just go and, and slurp it up and you're gonna sit here and mock the the uh, re, the Nicki minaj fans <laughs> but where are the nintendo fans the same nintendo fans that'll mock the barb barb fans are the, are the same ones that all go running and watching the Super Mario look, film I, look, slurping up its goodness. So. I, I, I agree with you. I think that it is just further proof to our point that there is a, a cultural void. I, I think it, it honestly proves our thesis. We're going to have to write a paper yeah, on they this. Don't make, We're going to have to write a paper new- about the cultural void. Yeah, it's the cultural void. There's no new IPs. It's just the same bullshit regurgitated out over and over. I mean again. the same the same shit with games. I mean, like you, th- like there was like a recent. And when they um, ran out of ideas for movies, what is it? Super Mario's today? Oh, fucking, you know, well, no, like, emoji movies. What the fuck ever? It's all crap. Well, you know? no, like fucking, like with games. Like I was saying, like there was a recent uh, PlayStation show, like you know, conference. And, like, a lot of the games were, you know, you know, sequels, remakes, remasters. They did a Alan Wake remaster. They're doing a Coder remake. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. You know what I mean? It's just, like, everything yeah. has to be, you know, They're like, doing Skyrim again. Are they? No, they are not. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. They're doing Skyrim and instead of... A- for, the X, for the Xbox X and oh, PS5, yeah. Oh, my God. Fucking, you know, it's funny. I remember seeing a meme where it was like, uh, now coming to your uh, refrigerator, and it was like a smart refrigerator yeah, playing Skyrim. But there's Skyrim on the smart fridge. Yeah. Dude, it's just, we live in artistically a, a, hell, a hellish landscape where there's just nothing of, there's nothing original. There's still some original shit. I'm not going to say there's nothing, but it just shows that the. I mean, like the mainstream. The mainstream yes, is the just mainstream. like regurgitated I mean, like, garbage, and it's all there. A lot of it, I really do believe, is just to spur like online engagement. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of the stuff they do for the memes, like they they come up with ideas in their head, and they're like, "How will this perform?" Like on Twitter or on TikTok as a meme, or in Twitch. You know, like how can we get Twitch streamers like talking about this? How can we get? tweets going about it memes made about it like they think about the memes and the inner and the online engagement so, before the actual product so there was this movie that came out recently it was called free guy i don't know if you saw it if you saw like trailers for it or whatever mm-hmm. um but it was basically this movie with ryan reynolds who i do like um and he plays like an npc in a video game that becomes self-aware right that's the mm-hmm. idea of it right mm-hmm. and i heard it was actually a pretty good movie um, for what it is, but at the end, at the last scene, there's a part where he's like fighting the, you know, like the boss or whatever. And 
uh, or he's fighting like an, another. I don't oh, know. is I this? Is this? I think I saw this clip. Does he like take out a lightsaber? Yes. Okay. This. Is yeah. What I'm okay. Talking I saw that. So, so I'm not gonna so, ever watch that. Stupid. So, did you watch it? No, I you watched, watched it. it. No, no, I haven't. You're gonna watch it. it. I'm probably gonna watch it. But <laughs> um, but like, there's a part where like uh, he like pulls out the Captain America shield, then he like punches him with a Hulk fist, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then at one point, you know. He pulls out a lightsaber and then it cuts to like a, a gamer girl playing mm-hmm. on the couch being like, he, she's like, she's this one guy's, I think it was Ninja actually. I think mm-hmm. they had a, a Ninja cameo and he, who's currently, I cannot Shut stop down seeing Twitch. his, I, I, no, no, I love Twitch. Uh, he's, uh, what's it called? Currently shilling, uh, Raid Shadow Legends, which I cannot escape. It's the game that keeps on advertising. <laughs> yeah. Um, we all know about Raid Shadow Legends. In fact, this podcast today is brought to you by... Shade Shadow Legends. Shade Shadow Legends. <laughs> Use code name penis and you get free... No, no, remember, your, your sponsorship goal is the G Fuel butt plug, so... Yeah, Let's not get sidetracked with Raid Shadow Legends. Damn. You know... <laughs> if you say if you say TM, that means it's trademarked. Um, <laughs> it's a par- It's protected by parody laws too. The G Fuel butt plug. Yeah, yeah. G-Fuel. <laughs> it's our idea. G Fuel can't sue us. Yeah. <laughs> it's protected by parody laws. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. So he pulls he pulls out the Ryan Reynolds character in the game. Mm-hmm. Pulls out a lightsaber, and then the girl goes like. Ninja goes like, oh, is that a lightsaber? And she goes like, yeah, it's a freaking lightsaber, dude. And I'm just like, oh, my God, dude. Those are your Twitch streamers that you love. No, it's not. It's a (laughs) bastardization of that. It's a bastardization of of what a bunch of 60-year-old, probably white dudes think that online gaming culture is they think that it's like all like i bet yeah. you it wasn't written by six-year-old gaming dudes right, it's probably see, written by 30 year olds with with fucking like college degrees in film and shit yeah. like that i bet you it's dudes because everything's about references i bet you that movie was just made just for the references because that's what they that's what they live on you know it's like how that nba space jam movie was just like reference after reference of you you, right. you were talking about this on on a previous podcast it was just all the Warner Brothers products. Like they're just trying to reference all of them. And it sounds like this movie is the same way. They're just referencing Marvel and popular, you know, pop culture, uh, you know, mm, properties like Star Wars or Avengers. And and it's just all about references because they have no fucking any other ideas. And they're just trying to like spur writer, engagement like that. The writer mm-hmm. has done a lot of terrible movies. <laughs> He's done a lot of. I could tell really you that was a terrible garbage. movie just from just from the premise. I could have told you that was a terrible. I could well, tell anyway, you that's a terrible movie. Yeah, we live in the culture void. We're right. It, everyone else is wrong. Don't go watch these movies and fucking Don't find do. something. Find something better. <laughs> There's watch, better shit out there than stuff that's just gonna make A24 stupid references to you. Film like a f- art film jerk off. Oh, the A24. <laughs> no, just like fucking. I don't know. I just wish they'd stop with their references. It's just too late. It's lazy. It's too easy. And I feel like people well, just like eat it up it. too there's quickly. A term for it in the industry. It's fan service. It's all. Yeah. Right. It's late. It's lazy as fuck, though. Yeah. Demand better products from, right. from 
you deserve from better. media. Yeah, you deserve yeah. better. And you know, and and honestly, it just it just goes to show we really are in late stage capitalism because you know, our oh, it's definitely become, a product of late stage it, capitalism. Our, our, yeah, our movies, it's all consumerist. It's massively yeah. consumerist. Yeah, and and that's and ultimately that's what everything's the commercialized. That's what the majority, just confused about about. Uh, so so yeah, why don't you why don't you uh so yeah, ultimately at the end we live in the content void. There's nothing. There's not that much. Most it's a product shit. of mass consumerism. Yeah, yeah exactly. the content void that is. All right, so All right. Uh, hit me with what you got because we got to wrap up soon. All right, yeah. So I was hoping to have a bit more time for this, but I'll give you the. Uh, we, can, we can table it for another discussion. Spark Notes version, I guess. Well, you know, I'd rather just cover this one because it was a recent thing. Um, you know, so I haven't been bringing a you know theory at the end of the episode i didn't have one last week um and this week i have uh it's it's something that happened recently so and it's something i've you know a topic that has been you know in the in in and out of the news for the better part of the decade and um there's just some something more about it so it's it's about um julian assange uh founder of of wikileaks and uh can you tell me what you're doing? Oh, I'm packing my bag for work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening, though. I got the headphones. Okay. Um, so, yeah, founder of uh, WikiLeaks, uh, Julian Assange. So, recently, um, there is a report uh, released recently. I, ha- I found this through the, through the Guardian, and it's also been reported. I also have an article from Reuters and RT. All funny enough, I just noticed this, but all like... Uh, foreign non-us uh publications but basically of course um it's this so basically there is a report released recently that cia officials led by uh under trump uh led by mike pompeo discussed assassinating julian assange so fun um yeah i think this is a uh really interesting story and it's been something that you know has been a discussion in and out of of uh, the American political and social sphere for a while. So, you know, real quick re- refresher on Julian Assange. So, he came to light because of WikiLeaks, which in 2010 released these leaked cables that revealed that basically um, the U.S. embassies were like, you know, it, it released like all this information about like what the U.S. and ta- well, how the was- U.S. embassy was taking notes on basically every U.N. leader and their notes on all the countries that they were like, you know, within. And basically, it was this pretty damning report. And alongside, they released. There's also the uh, uh, a video death. of them. Hmm? The collateral death video. Yes, exactly. That was the one that was. Uh, you released also around the same was, time that I was think that was Chelsea yes Manning with with the help yeah. of Chelsea Manning. So that's what brought WikiLeaks and Julian Assange to the uh, attention of the U.S. government and the public too. But it, it had been in operation since 2006 with the original goal of just like you know creating some clear transparency and you know stopping you know clandestine or at least making clandestine and secretive government operations you know known to the public you know so the government isn't working in the shadows and the government that is you know supposed to be for the people and run by the people that the people have the proper information in order to elect officials um 
who, you know, are working for the people rather than working in secret. And, you know, it's important information for the public to know. So because the the public is supposed to run, the government's supposed to be for the people and they shouldn't be hiding things from the public is my point. And um, so after this happened, there was like some some accusations on him of like sexual assault accusations on him in in Sweden. Right, and it was like a whole like surprise sex type deal. Turns out it, the the charges have been dropped over the years. So, um, but you know the basically the British police wanted to come and arrest him and send him to face trial in Sweden, and he ran to the Ecuadorian embassy where he was holed up, and he like apparently. He just like showed up at the Ecuadorian embassy, like in the middle, no, in like the middle of the night, and just like asked to uh, for political asylum. We're talking about asylum seekers earlier. Interestingly enough, the Ecuadorian government at the time was like left leaning and like believed he had a case for asylum, and um, allowed him to stay there for seven years until they were basically. Uh, like I heard that he was a ago. bit of a problem in the embassy. Yeah, they, <laughs> he was like pooping a lot and yeah, doing a lot of. Just, he was, you know what? He was being a little scamp. He was being yeah, a little, scamp. <laughs> little scamp. Exactly. There is no clear details on it, but they're just like, all right, we've had enough with this guy. They basically <laughs> well, allowed think about the British. It. Think about it, dude. Like, imagine if you had, if you were living in your own place, all right, mm-hmm. and then one of your friends is just like, hey, you know. I need to come and stay with you guys for a while, right? And then they end up staying too long, and you go like, all right, you gotta go. (laughs) Yeah, well, um, if those same friends then allowed the police into their house to come and arrest you, you uh, probably wouldn't (laughs) be too happy about that. But so he's been in British custody for since then, and since that time, too, uh, you know, there is a whole, before Trump left office, people thought maybe Trump would pardon him. He never did. Trump was actually harsher on on Assange than Obama was. Obama just designated that he created like a new form of designation to try and like because a big point of contention here is like the idea of free press. So Obama's administration tried to like separate him from the press by creating a new designation for like rogue journalists called information brokers in quotes information brokers. Uh, but it was yes. basically uh, yes, I am the information <laughs> broker. <laughs> it was basically just a just a way for them to uh, like the shadow Ooh. broker in Mass Effect. Yeah, dude, that's literally what I was thinking of. Yeah. The uh, is basically a way for them to try and like skirt the rules of you know the highly regarded rules of free press to prosecute journalists who leak information. Um, Trump was even was even funny enough. More... Obama had uh, something on his campaign website saying that he would protect whistleblowers, and then had yeah. immediately removed it. Once all that yeah, happened. Well, was like, Obama was actually probably the easiest going with Assange since. So Trump was even harsher, especially because um, I'm reading about these articles. What, what drew the ire of the CIA under Mike Pompeo was that he had released uh, this report called the, uh, the, the Vault 7 report, which revealed that the CIA had this like very powerful cyber warfare tools and armaments like they had like some pretty state-of-the-art like cyber warfare kits and hacking Rad. kits and uh, <laughs> and uh he, he released this and it like really drew the ire of mike pompeo and the cia trump did not like him regardless of what he might have said in public yeah know to make himself seem like you know like he's you know anti-government or whatever he was actually demanded harsher punishment and wanted to pursue assange harsher 
than Obama did. And um, I, in this report I read from the RT, um, because there's some weird fuckery with him and, and Russia. It's all alleged, you know, but like, yeah. you know, maybe he has we a little bit of a seat. He, he has, it's not related to Russiagate, but it's possible he has some buddies in, in, yeah, in Russia, sure. you know, you know, that's with a very, the, that's a very conservative I mean, like way to say it. I get it. Yeah. And, and yeah, say like, you know, there is the, the leaked emails from the Clinton emails that appeared on WikiLeaks. The P tape. That, the P tape. Yes. Uh, is allegedly, is allegedly. <laughs> Uh, you know, imagine, obtained if a tape by... re- imagine if a tape release of Donald Trump just going, oh yeah, I'm pissed. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, that was never released on WikiLeaks. So, um, yeah. yeah, but apparently RT said um, when he was, well, like Assange was in transit from the Ecuadorian embassy to the British prison that the CIA was debating uh uh, like the Russian agents were um, supposedly there to help him uh, flee, but that they were going to come and help him flee before he was taken to the British prison. And the CIA did, was trying was formulating a plan to attack a Russian uh, like uh, escort squad in the streets of London, and basically like, have a, like a squad full of escorts. Like, like, like escorts for for the fu- for the firearms. I'm oh. trying to get the story done. <laughs> story done, and you're fucking derailing it. We we're you're staying here listening to the whole thing now. <laughs> All right. So, but the, so they, they were like gonna, a squad they, escorting. Him, so yeah. they were, but they, it never happened because I don't think I don't think it did. But like, uh, because the, the agents were gonna come and help him flee the embassy before the British police got there but i don't think it ever did they never got there in time but the cia got wind of this because apparently i it says here in the rt article that like everyone within a three block radius at one point like within the the couple months before he was kicked out of the ecuadorian embassy that everybody within a three block embassy was working for some type of like like intelligence agency somewhere in the world <laughs> so, like i just like, like the picture like there's like a baker with like just no it really one said that yeah it was like there's like, like the everyone... newspaper guy there's a newspaper guy who's just like suspicious then there's you know it was there's like really there's like, like a that. homeless guy there's like one homeless guy but he's like really got like a mic on under his beard yeah. Exactly like, oh, what yeah, you're thinking. Uh, that change. was and hey, Bravo, 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 Target <laughs> Alpha Insight. <laughs> this was this this was really what was going on in the in the in the month or so before he was arrested by the British police when they got wind that the Ecuadorians were gonna like basically revoke his asylum status. There's Russian agents around, British agents, CIA agents, and that the Russians were gonna like try and snag him and be like, You're coming to Russia real quick, like put him in a in a duffel bag or something. Something and be like, come to Russia now, <laughs> like for your good, for help, and and like the CIA was gonna attack them, like have a firefight in the streets of London outside the Ecuadorian embassy. <laughs> Unfortunately for London, Man, uh, that America never... is really the worst, dude. <laughs> None of that ever did go down, but well, the, and the, since the CIA. 
and the CIA and FBI. <clears throat> They're brilliant. Yeah. So um, since that happened, he's been in, in British. So the Russians were never able to sneak him out and take him to Russia. But he's been and he's been in Russia, Russia or no, sorry, British do, prison. The Russians were going to bake a big baklava and then hide him in the baklava. <laughs> <laughs> and then go to the airport. They'll be like, uh, the British will be like, oh, what's that, sir? And they'll be like, nothing, baklava. <laughs> yeah. like, All right, sir, carry on. <laughs> carry on. <laughs> Is that a check-in item? <laughs> yes, check-in. <laughs> well, no, we're carrying on baklava. We get hungry on long flight. <laughs> He's going to need his own row. <laughs> All right, uh, go on. Unfortunately for Assange, he never got the baklava escape uh, <laughs> great strategy. Baklava escape. <laughs> um, but he's now in British prison, and since Biden's now president, Biden, uh, in, in the many trends that have happened, unfortunately, since he became president, did not reverse things Trump started, but has either continued the trend a lot of times, not made it worse, but a lot of trends Trump started. Yeah, he's just like, I'm just going to use He just kind of let right? it go. So extra, the U.S. started demanding extradition for Assange, I believe, under Trump. Yeah. And under Biden, they've continued to demand this extradition. And recently... Uh, a British judge basically denied it and said no. But, and you would think that's a victory for the free press, right? But actually, they denied it not because they believe that he is, you know, you know, was exercising his rights to free press, but because they're worried that if he's extradited to the U.S., he might kill himself in custody. Wow. So this judge ruled that he can't be yeah, extradited. Just like Epstein killed himself. <laughs> not because he's a not because he's a political prisoner or any yeah, maybe. Like maybe that's what that judge was implying, but can't be extradited not because he's uh, yeah, a political can't bring prisoner. Him uh, he might kill himself. Yeah, you know but because like the judge said that his life is essentially in danger, you know. Oh yeah, totally. So I mean it's um, the same reason why Ed, Edward Snowden hasn't come back. Mm-hmm. You know. It's uh yeah. Yeah, and if anything, these le- this report you know sent from about about the CIA under under Trump and under Pompeo wanting to basically kidnap him or have him assassinated, they it, it ranged from kidnappings to straight up like a assassination by poison and stuff. It seems like they really were trying to kill him and still do have eyes for him. You know, whether that means kidnapping and extraditing him to the U.S. for trial or just straight up like murking him in a well, cell. He has a lot of very powerful. Style. He has a very just like Epstein. When you have very powerful enemies, you become a very high, high, high value target. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, and, and but you know, who, you know who is, Trump. Sorry, just real quick, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I remember this. It was on Trump's way out. Trump was like. Uh, you know, people are like, maybe we can get Trump to pardon Assange, right? Uh-huh. But, you know, he pardoned Lil Wayne and uh-huh. uh, uh, some ex-Blackwater guys. I think they're now called, like, Structure or some shit like that. They're called, like, something else now. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, after they committed the Nisar Square Massacre, which I was explaining to you before we recorded. Oh, they're called uh-huh. now Academy. They're called Academy. Academy, okay. With an I at the end, no. Because <laughs> hmm. they're cute. <laughs> the cute private military company. But yeah, nice. basically, uh, they were a co- company contracted by the U.S. government um, to provide security services in Iraq, and they ended up unprovoked shot at Iraqi civil- civilians, killing 17 and injuring 20 in Damn. Square Baghdad. 
while escorting a U.S. embassy convoy. So yeah, well, so it a lot of the things that WikiLeaks has leaked is about war crimes and that took yes, place in Iraq yes. and Afghanistan committed so, by the U.S. Yeah. There's a lot of documents so they released so about Trump prisoner treatment in Guantanamo. <laughs> Yeah, and and WikiLeaks was is Assange has been um, hunted by the U.S. for revealing U.S. war crimes and war crimes in 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 unsa- in, in yeah. Guantanamo, war crimes in Iraq and and Afghanistan. That's where WikiLeaks was a valuable service to the public was revealing, you know, war crimes that have been covered up, and where Trump pardoned war criminals. Now the U.S. seeks to extradite and and punish a a reporter who revealed uh potential literal war crimes that took place so you you know know, i would like to have a i'm sorry just real quick also recently Mm -hmm. there was um if you remember in uh kabul there was the drone strike that ended up killing a bunch of civilians Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, I think it was like in response to the attack on the air base mm-hmm. where, you know, where we lost, I think like 13, uh, us soldiers got, uh, died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there was a, a retaliatory, uh, drone strike and it ended up killing a bunch of civilians. So, you know, it's still happening. It yeah, happened of course. Over, yeah. You know, <laughs> and yeah. And, um, well, Aside from that, I think it would be interesting to like, you know, have a a deeper dive into WikiLeaks or a conversation about like the services that, um, you know, whether, you know, I guess real quick, just like whether, you know, like, is it is, I I guess just our thoughts on like how U.S. treats whistleblowers or reporters who reveal like stuff and like the U.S. will always claim that it's like protected by the Espionage Act. You know, you've heard of that, that, you know, they're violating the Espionage Act, you know, and but like really like where's the line? Is this free press? Is this revealing sensitive information or, you know, like, I don't know. I I think it's it's it's, you know, the U.S. US got exposed in 4K. The fact that um that this is like a a ongoing like like story and and you know whether it's Snowden or Assange or WikiLeaks and that this has been an ongoing story since like 2010 for the past decade and is still going on and the US won't put it to rest in the, even though it's not really you know focused on by the public all that much these days like I think it really is really important evidenced by the fact here that they've considered assassinating him that they still want him extradited a decade later you know and that wikileaks is still active too for the record you can still go to wikileaks.org and use their website um but this is still something the government of the u.s and the british world governments are still very concerned with and want silence they don't want right this type of free press and they they will you know, put make it look like it's some violation of an espionage act or that they're releasing sensitive info that is, you know, potentially could cause harm to the country. But I think it's important to, you know, have access to, you know, free press in this way and to reveal clandestine operations that, you know, our governments commit because the government should not be working in the shadows. They should be in the light so that people know what's going on and that we can vote for politicians and run our government because the government should be run by the people. And in order to, uh, for us to have more of an role and an engagement with, yeah, an accountability, 
we need to be aware of these things. So the fact that this is like something that they're still trying to silence, you know, to this day, like, I think it's like very, uh, it's, it's a potential, like it jeopardizes their power. You know, it could, it subverts their power and, you know, it subverts the clandestine operations of the government that the public has no control over. So, well, like, let's take a look at like the Edward Snowden case, which we might touch on on a later date, but like, Basically, what he revealed was like, you know, not with even just clandestine, but with what's going on in the U.S., like mm-hmm. like spying on our own selves, you know, mm-hmm. within the NSA and yeah. how like some of like the people working at the NSA were like looking up like their exes and like doing mm-hmm. like personal stuff, which I don't know. That would be a very hard. That would be a hard temptation to pass up if you're like yeah. I NSA. bet you if you were there in the NSA and you had that kind of access, you'd be hmm, what's she up to? <laughs> yeah, and me and you already know who the, one of the first people I'd look up. <laughs> me? No. Yeah. I know all about you, dude. I already know all about you. All right. <laughs> but you know, like you know, Ed, people like Edward Snowden, Julian Assange, in my eyes, and you know, might not in. You know, might not in some people's eyes, but I view him as a hero. Like I view mm-hmm. him as a true American hero. Like straight yeah. up. Like you know, we always say like, oh, the troops are our heroes and all this stuff. But like someone like an Assange, or Assange Snow- is an American for the record. He's an Australian. Okay, well, he's an Australian so. hero. Okay, he's a world hero. He's, he's a global a hero. hero. He's global. a hero of the people. You yes, know? the proletariat. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know he's a. Uh, you know, it's very, um, it's sad. It's sad that basically, you know, whistleblowers don't get protected yeah, when they, when they, they outline straight up war crimes that, that were responsible, that, not we, but the U S government is responsible mm-hmm. for, you know, and the mm-hmm. British government even, you know, and it's fucked up. It's fucked up. And, um, there's no, there's, you know, Good luck so to any think, whistleblower coming out in 2021. So, you know, it's a very divisive issue. You know, many people do think he's a hero, but there's a lot of people that think he jeopardizes the integrity of the government and this and the safety of, you know of the country. And they're fucking full of shit. So you would agree with the statement that WikiLeaks and, and whistleblowers um, are important tools and people for, yeah. for our, a healthy democracy? Yeah, and a healthy no, country. No, yeah, for it's just to keep power. And a just government. Know, it's like, um, it's like when people bring up, you know, police reform, and how one of the biggest, you know, uh, ways we can do police reform is by having civilian review boards, mm-hmm. where you know, where instead of cops having to answer to you know higher up the ladder, they have to answer to the people. And it's the people hold them in check. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Know? And, you know, and I think that's a very, you know, that's that's the best way for our society to run, honestly, in my opinion. And well, it's I the agree. best way to hold in check, you know, just straight up power mongering. And, you know, and, you know, I mean, think about it, dude. Edward Snowden was just some dude who I think he grew up in like Ohio. He was just like some average mm-hmm. fucking dude. Right. He goes and then he works for the NSA because, you know, he's good at what he does. And basically by, you know, seeing he had a moral, he had a morality 
problem. He's like, you know, wh- where he saw what was going on in his job, and he's like, I just can't do this. Like, this is fucked up. And he wanted to expose that, and then he's been demonized. And same thing with Assange, too. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Assange, you know? Like, like for the longest time, that, that sexual assault allegation... Uh, hung over his head as a way for people to discredit the things that he said. Like, like even if those things were true, it would still make the you know war crimes. It doesn't make them any less true. You know um, what I mean? But that was what I believe to be an op, a way to kind of a disinformation op. You know, like I said, those charges were dropped too. Yeah, but so. I th- I think. Tools like WikiLeaks and the protection of whistleblowers is important to limiting the powers of the police state. It's an important part of fighting against the police state. And, you know, people from all ends of the political spectrum will always, you know, complain about big government. So here it is right here. This is big government, you know, working in the shadows and, you know, using their their power abroad and to spy on people to carry out you know military interests around the world and that these tools free be it the free press wikileaks or whistleblowers stand you know in opposition to the police state and help help us keep that police state in check i guess is my point is what i'm trying to say anyways this has always been an interesting story to me and i'm sure there'll be developments in the future so we'll keep an eye on on this story it could be a long time because you know this has been an ongoing story for a decade i think um this could be served by a deeper dive maybe by both of us yeah that's what i just want that's that's definitely what I'm thinking here is like the next development in the story. We should, you know, definitely do a deeper dive into, you know, WikiLeaks, um, the history of whistleblowers and how they're treated in the U.S. or other countries and the idea of the free press and like its its role in, you know, yeah. in, in keeping the police state in check and limiting and powers of, of, you know, yeah tyranny essentially not maybe not tyranny but just and powers inve- of a and police inve- state government and investigative journalists are you know the mode in which a lot of these you know whistleblowers go about you know dispersing you know that's why before you know he did a heel turn but that's why for a while i considered glenn greenwald a, like a hero mm. for a minute for you know proposed that until he became a complete he had brain worms and fucking completely became a fucking asshat he shilled out. Yeah. <laughs> shilled out. But yeah, well, definitely, like, this is a story that, you know, still is not resolved and will still probably be relevant and ongoing for some time, whether it's Suicide or other whistleblowers or other free press issues of free press for years to come, decades to come. So it's definitely something we'll cover in the future and we'll keep an eye on and always, um, you know, be ready to react, I guess, and fight that police state. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to react hard. This is our tool for fighting the police stations, raising awareness. That's right. The CIA tried to take them out to protect yeah. the powers of the police state. Zach, <laughs> there's, what, is that a red dot on your forehead? Well, actually, <laughs> I'm here to in France. They, 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 oh, well, I, actually, Bosco, I'm here in France seeking political asylum. So <laughs> if it is, <laughs> if it is, the CIA got me here. Yeah. I'm going well, to the Ecuadorian embassy. Well, good luck with your uh, CIA hitman. 
<laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, that was a uh, yeah. That was a oh, good drop our drop our contact info if anybody yes. wants to you know give us our opinions on Bash that Assange Brothers WikiLeaks case. Pod. Bash Brothers Pod at Gmail dot com. No, sorry. Gmail. God damn it, dude! Literally every time I bring up this fucking email, I say the wrong thing. It's Bash Brothers Pod at Brothers, Proton not Bros. Mail. Bash Brothers, right? Uh, spelled out. Bash Brothers Pod at protonmail.com. And uh, I've uh, been in the process of setting up a, a, a link tree, which uh, will be linked in both of our bios, which will connect you to, you know, how to, you know, get our podcast and whatnot. So. Cool. All right. Well, that's and please rate for- and review and send us mail. Hate send mail. us com- hate mail, specifically. hate mail, reviews. Yeah. Tips to improve anything. Not, anything. We'd love to hear it. We're not desperate, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I All want right. just anything. Hate mail. Just a hello. Just a hello. <laughs> Drop just us a, a nice line at Bash Brothers Pod at protonmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. We're out of here. We'd love to hear from you. Thank, Thank you for, for listening. listening.